0: Welcome to the Uncorked Corner podcast. I'm Bianca. I'm here with my co host, Nick, and we are excited to be here today for a fun episode with a local brand, Pig Rock Sausage. But first, we're going to do some fun QA, and Nick's got some topics here for us.
1: QA? I didn't come up with any topics.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: One topic Good. that I have not meaning to talk All to right. you about is uh your sourdough making process, which I know has been a source of uh, quite it's some frustration sour. for you. So,
0: It is the sour process.
1: Yes. Not so much the dough yet.
0: There's nothing sweet about this process. (laughs) I made it to day six. You know, I'm following the King Arthur recipe. Everyone swears by it. It has fantastic reviews. I'm trying it for what's probably the fourth time. And it was doing great. Made it to day six. And all of a sudden it has decided to stop growing. So... It's really unfortunate. Uh, I'm gonna keep feeding it and hope that it comes back to life. But I will say that I do not have a backup career as a baker. So, despite my love for baking shows, uh, baking is not in my future.
1: Don't give up that easy. Just like you said, keep feeding it, and we'll see if it uh, comes around. It'll bubble up. I will up at some say point, it does sure.
0: smell pretty. It's pretty tangy.
1: Tangy, yeah. It's, uh, it's like a tangy's heat. not bad. There was one time where uh, this past summer I tried to do a sourdough and we ended up being out of the apartment for uh, about a week longer than I expected (laughs) to be. So it was a couple weeks without it being fed or changed or anything like that. And I came back and I tell you, I don't think I've ever had anything smell as bad and trying to scrape old sticky sourdough (laughs) out of a mason jar. That's just turned bad. I almost I'm gonna throw up just thinking about it right now. This is bad. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a not something I want to relive. So I think well, it's a living a,
0: organism. You know, you it's alive, and yeah, then you just killed and it and it died on your
1: counter. <laughs> in my fridge, actually. Um, that which if it was on the counter, oh boy, that at least the fridge slowed that down a little bit. So
0: no, it's our smells like. It smells like cheese. It it's like cheese. It's not like you're smelling, you're like, this is, like, what is this? It's not, like, gross. But it smells like I left cheese over there. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a whole thing.
1: Mine smells like I left cheese inside of a boot on the porch <laughs> on a hot summer day. <laughs> and then decided uh... I just wasn't going to change it. Got some rain and filled up with water and then just sat there for a few months and you went back to go empty it out. It That's about like what mine smelled like.
0: It sounds like it might have been user error.
1: Well, like I said, I abandoned it. I, uh I neglected my sourdough child, and uh, this is why I can't anyway. abandon your
0: kids.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a PSA
1: <laughs> from the Encore Corner podcast: Don't yeah. abandon your children. <sighs> We're Wonderful. full of wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah, I haven't been uh doing too much crazy cooking recently, uh, since we've been. Both of us have been doing a lot more running and exercising recently, so I've been trying to keep it cleaner and healthy, and i uh, been kind of back on the chicken, rice, and broccoli sort of diet, so I haven't been playing around with too much fancy food, but Alex and I did decide to have a little cheat meal last Saturday, and uh, we decided to have a little junk food fiesta. So I made a couple pit stops at both McDonald's and Taco Bell, which are right next to each other.
0: I knew you were going to go to Taco Bell.
1: And I, well, they have a nice fancy new menu item that I had to talk about today. And I'm going to give my official fast food review of a couple items here on our new scale that I'm inventing right now. Uh, We're basing everything off corks. It's going to be 10 corks is the max. That's the best it can get. Um, now keep in mind these this cork scale for here. This is based on a fast food. This is 10 being the best fast foods gonna get. This isn't, you know, Michelin star five, you know, five star restaurant, whatever. This is 10 is the top level on this fast food scale here.
0: So we're but- obviously ranking something up there because you're explaining this very thoroughly.
1: Not no, nothing that I ate is going to get a 10. From nothing Taco Bell,
0: I, I would expect nothing less.
1: <laughs> well, you got to think it's also just <sighs> that's a, a Taco Bell 10, which is the best cheesy gordita crunch I would ever have. Would be the Taco Bell 10. Granted, it's not always going to be a 10, depends on who's making it. Sometimes there's a slacker in the kitchen and it doesn't come out as good. But the best one that you've ever had, Cheesy to Crunch, is going to be, that's your there's your number 10. Maybe a nine. I got to leave 10 open because uh, nothing is, uh you know, there might always be something better on the horizon. And then the scale would all be thrown off. So you got to leave that. We'll go wrong. But yeah, so the two items that I tried for the very first time is, one is a recurring favorite for people, is the McRib. I tried my first McRib ever this year and that was okay i'm not good that it didn't knock my socks off i'd say on the cork scale for fast food items that's probably like a five not that good um but also not terrible it was edible meat was fine the sauce was good on it the barbecue sauce had a nice smoky flavor uh smoky flavor because it's not actually smoked, obviously. At and the McDonald's,
0: fake... I don't think they're taking the time to really smoke your McDonald's. And
1: the processed meat with the little fake rib imprints is, uh, <laughs> I don't know why they still do that and not just make it a regular patty, but they do it. Um, it's the had, long... Interestingly enough, it had onions and pickles on it, which with the rib sandwich would not be my go-to's. I don't think I, the onion was good. But the pickle was a little weird with it, kind of a, a weird tanginess that shouldn't have been on that sandwich, and the bun was dry and a little bit too like it wasn't there wasn't flour on it, but there was like a powder on it that was a little odd. So um, yeah, I don't know, five five corks for the McRib, uh, very forgettable, but not terrible. Now, the other item definitely is going to rank higher on our cork scale. This is the new double steak grilled cheese burrito from Taco Bell, which they messed up on, by the way, because I ordered the spicy version, which was supposed to have jalapenos and the cheese, and they didn't give me that one. So I just tried the regular one. But this is a burrito, and mind you, it's about twice to three times more expensive than any other Taco Bell menu item I've ever had. It's like $5 and change.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, what is that, like, eight bucks?
1: <laughs> Five. <laughs> but what I will say is this was a damn near full-size burrito. For someone with a smaller stomach than I, this could have been a full meal by itself. But I paired it up with half a McRib. Uh, double quarter pounder, some fries, that, and a Cinnabon Delight, also from Taco Bell. Did uh, you after. have
0: massive heartburn? No. Amazing.
1: No, my body processes fast food really well. In fact, uh, fun fact, I was not feeling well. I felt like I was going to throw up when we were going through those drive-thrus. I hadn't eaten enough or something during the day. And then we got the McDonald's and all I could do is smell the fries. And I was trying to eat a couple, but I, just, I was not feeling good. I got home, and once I ate this fast food, I felt like a million bucks. It was a miraculous recovery. Um, So quite the opposite. Well, a lot of people would eat that and feel like, crap, I ate that. Felt great. And then the next day, I ran 10 miles. So it's pretty good. Powered by
0: Taco Bell. Powered by
1: Taco Bell. I'm going to have to insert a little bell sound for the Taco Bell here um and McDonald's but yeah so anyway this burrito has rice in it it had steak but not just like you know ground beef it was real small little chopped up pieces of steak not the best quality steak so they say yep but hey it was steak all right um there was a little uh there was cheese in it obviously I think there was sour cream in it there was a chipotle like some kind of chipotle sauce in there And there was also the little crispy Frito-like tortilla chip-like strips. Those were in there as well to add a little bit of crunch. And then they take it and they put a mound of cheese on the top. Probably cover it up on the uh, grill out there so it gets nice and toasted on the bottom, and the top gets a nice big thick layer of melted cheese on it. Um, And then sounds like it would be hard to eat. It it was greasy. It was definitely greasy, but manageable, manageable. We got they this is the second time they had a grilled cheese burrito before and we had tried it in the past. This is probably about a year ago, but yeah, maybe not even quite that long ago. More recent. But that one was super, super greasy. It seems like they tooled around with their recipe a little bit and made this one slightly less greasy. So uh, bonus points for them there. And then the fire sauce, which is the best choice of any sauce that the Taco Bell offers uh, flavor-wise and heat-wise. I know the Diablo is technically hotter, but the fire is the best. Um, So that's the one that I go with. But yeah, that on it, it was good. That one is getting seven corks out of 10. Now, again, Taco Bell, it's great. It's good. But... This item itself, it wasn't as good. Normally, when I would go there, I'd get a couple cheesy gordita crunches, and perhaps like a beefy five layer burrito or something along those lines. Just a third thing to throw in there, so that you have a nice, well rounded Taco <laughs> Bell Fiesta meal, uh, with the Baja Blast on the side, of course. But this one, you know, being a meal, sort of a meal by itself, it didn't taste quite as good as the cheese you would eat at crunch. So I think I would rather get a couple of those than one of these burritos at that price. So that, that's getting, uh, it's losing a couple corks for that. But yeah. So there's our, uh, our new fast food scale and my experience with Taco Bell.
0: Well, I had fast food for the first time in like a year last weekend. What'd you have? I had Wendy's.
1: Wendy's is good. Wendy's is the only fast food that I eat.
0: Though I will say Wendy's fries are very disappointing. Yeah. McDonald's fries are way better than Wendy's fries. If I could like go to McDonald's and get fries and then go to Wendy's and get a sandwich, I'd be set. That's all I need.
1: You can do that, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can do that, but I have to wait two drive-thru lines.
1: I just did it one week ago. That we just went over the story um but yeah i think burger king is pretty good fries too i am i'm totally not a fast food snob i'll eat any of the fast foods in fact there's a lot of fast food that i'll eat over a mediocre restaurant any day um that is fair they it's just same up, amount
0: of calories same amount of stuff in it you know
1: yeah they just opened up a uh chick-fil-a in my town up here and
0: still can't really get on board with chick-fil-a
1: So The lines are so crazy there. It's nuts. You should have seen it. The opening weekend, they put it up in the same parking lot as a market basket. And this is like one of these big, new, fancy market baskets. It's huge. Um, And the line wrapped all the way out around the Chick-fil-A building. And mind you, the Chick-fil-A drive-thrus, they know they get a lot of people. So they have two lanes. So there's two full lanes wrapped all the way up the parking lot, over, down, back over again and then all the way straight back to the back of the building there was probably if i had to guess there had to be close to if not over a hundred cars in that drive-thru it was insane i don't um,
0: understand why they have this cult following i just never
1: i, I had chick-fil-a uh i don't get a couple it. months ago uh it, it was fine
0: it's fine, but it's, it's not fine. like it's not, I would rather go to Wendy's. Like I don't. I'm not care waiting much for Chick-fil-A. more
1: than ten minutes in the drive That's like <laughs> a reasonable time. Like that ten minutes to somewhere between ten and fifteen is probably what I waited for Taco Bell.
0: It's all week. the cow, you know. But damn cow gets everyone in.
1: Eat more chicken. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's okay, but I haven't been to. I drove by again today. I was on my way to go get some water. And, um, the line still, I mean, this is what it's a Wednesday. It was probably 6 PM. So it's probably sort of dinner rush, but there was a good 20 plus cars in the drive through uh, and just in the middle of the week, not on the opening weekend. So I don't know, it's still holding out busyness. So once that goes down, maybe I'll stop by, but before that, it's not going to happen. But speaking of bad quality, fake, fast food meat uh this is a little intro before we lead into our episode with art from pig rock sausages who makes some high quality uh delicious sausages
0: definitely not fast food sausages no very good
1: although i will say i still have not tried them myself because bianca is still hoarding my copy and refused to uh give them to me last time i was down there nick was
0: here and he didn't take them they're in the freezer, all packaged up, waiting for you.
1: What do I have waiting there? What flavor are they? There's cilantro something, right?
0: I believe it was bratwurst. and Definitely uh,
1: bratwurst, which I'm very excited about. i have to make some beer cheese and pretzels to go with those.
0: I thought the other one was a spicy one. I'd have to look. They were delicious sausages. So you will like them. I'm sure you will. They're yep. very good. I made them a bunch of different ways you'll
1: enjoy. By the time you're listening to this, I will have eaten my sausages likely yes, uh, and enjoyed them. Yes. Uh, so with that said, let's uh, take us into this episode.
0: to be welcoming Art Welch Pig Rock Sausages. We're going to start off by having Art tell us a little bit about himself and his background as well as how Pig Rock got started.
2: So uh, my name is Art Welch and I started Pig Rock Sausages about six years ago. Um, I've been a Boston chef for 25 years Um, and I started the company because I was trying to find good sausages for our restaurants and I was not really thrilled with anything that um, any of the samples that I got from the companies that gave them to us, and I figured I, you know, I've been making sausages my whole life, being a chef, and figured I'd take some of my products that I was making, brought them to our purveyors, and they tried them out, and they said we will carry your products if you start a company. So I figured I'd give it a shot, and six years later, here we are that's great and uh where did you come up with the name pig rock so it is actually named after a hiking trail in the blue hills in milton got it nice keeping it local um so
1: it's uh interesting when it comes to sausages basically a sausage is a combination of different meats and spices right so how do you come up with when making sausages these combinations that you put into them i know some of them are classics like the sweet italian hot italian but some of the different ones that you have how do you decide what i want to put into these sausages do you have a certain food or a certain meal in mind say i'm going to mash it all together and kind of make a sausage out of it or what's your process in figuring out what you want to do there i mean it's
2: pretty much just like you said (laughs) it's it's take for instance my uh chipotle chicken sausage so you know, I think it makes a great taco dish. Um, and it's kind of like when you make tacos, you, you know, I would season the chicken and then you have fresh lime juice, you have cilantro, you have, you know, chipotles. And my thought process is, okay, it's a, um, a bunch of different ingredients in the taco. Well, why not turn that into a sausage and give it the same, you know, give it the same flavors, the same characteristics. And I've done that with a bunch of different things, whether it's, um, I mean, the, some of my sausage, I'll just work off the classics like the sweet and hot Italian, the, uh, the Mexican style chorizo, but things like the turkey cranberry. Um, that's kind of like my Thanksgiving dinner in a sausage. Yep. So it's kind of like a blend of all the different flavors that you would have for Thanksgiving dinner.
0: So you've a lot going on with, you know, being a chef and having this awesome background and now having these sausages. How do you find that your chef background now or are you still actively working in restaurants or are you mostly now working with the company and how is that kind of together?
2: So now I do Pig Rock 100%. So up until February of 2020 I was in the restaurants and then um, I started Pig Rock full time at that point. Awesome. And, and when I it think, comes, to, oh, good. No, sorry. Um, I think one thing I have that their companies is like, um, like my attitude towards sausage is the same as my attitude towards, you know, a plated dinner. I, I've always felt as a chef, as long as you use really high quality ingredients, you know, your food's going to be good. You know, so if you start with the best ingredients, you can turn that into a fantastic dish. And it's the same thing with sausage like i i know sausage sometimes gets a bad rap for you know you don't know what's in it and it's just like a bunch of stuff that people throw together and grind up and my mentality was always you know still even find the best ingredients to put in your products and they're going to be great
1: i don't think i've ever met anyone that doesn't like sausage either so <laughs> <laughs> can't go wrong with that everyone you know, i don't know what's in it but hey it works right um now when it, when you're making these sausages and coming up with different combinations, I want to know what is a combination that you came up with that's different that you didn't really know if it would quite work and you're just kind of putting stuff together, but it surprised you. And I want to know what the weirdest combination you came up with that didn't work, that you're like, oh, let me try this and uh, absolutely uh, did not taste the way that you thought it might have.
2: Have you come up with anything like that? Um so I actually have a couple there's there's um I've actually made a corned beef and cabbage sausage. So it was raw corned beef with cabbage, carrots, swiss cheese and uh it was actually it was pretty good. It sounds um, good. I've done it as a seasonal thing. I would say the one of the one of the ones that I am still working on that was kind of a not a total mess it did get some good feedback was a steak and cheese sausage and the reason i haven't released it yet is just getting the texture it's just a strange texture it's kind of because it's beef and not pork it's a little mushy and it's just it's not where i want it to be yet
1: yep that's another combo though that'll work once you uh get it right and get nail that texture down the flavors are there
2: oh the, be a it, great it tastes delicious but when you eat it it's just you know, nobody wants to eat a mushy sausage. So yeah, it <laughs> it's, it's not where it, it needs to be yet. And well, that for... corned
0: beef sausage sounds like a St. Patty's day mix up.
2: Oh, a hundred percent. That's that. when I'll do it. So I'll do it as a special for um, just St. Patrick's day. So for sausages that you always have
1: available right now, where can people find them in stores or get them straight from you? And what flavors are out there that you guys always have in the lineup available?
2: So we actually offer, almost every single one of our flavors all the time. So we have currently in our retail stores, we have 17 different flavors. Not that every store carries every flavor, um, but you can order directly from our website as well. And, uh, and then I'm sorry, what was, what was the other part of the question? What
1: are what are some of the flavors that you have in that lineup
2: that people can get? Um, we have Browurst, which is great this time of year with Oktoberfest and football Um, We do a Texas hot link, which is if you like spicy, spicy food, this is it for you. I mean, there's lots of cayenne and jalapeno peppers, lots of different spices. Um, We actually make it with um, a local beer, a Sam Adams Boston lager we put in the sausage. Uh, So it's a pretty tasty one. Very, very spicy. Uh, We do chicken maple, which is a nice breakfast sausage. The turkey cranberry, obviously, um, potle lime and chicken, chicken, sweet Italian, chicken, hot Italian. Um, what else Our chorizo, a breakfast sausage. So there's a lot out there.
0: And we have a couple of flavors here. I haven't given to Nick to try yet, but I've already eaten all of mine. So it say, <laughs> shows how good they are. Um, I I don't like all sausages, depending, like you said, on textures and if they make it right. But yours were delicious. I actually removed the outside casing on the chi- on the chicken sausages and ate it ground, and it was really really good. And then I ate um, the other sweet Italians. Whole, yep. and they were also delicious so I'm excited for Nick to try them he's all about the bratwurst and he's looking for something interesting to do with it but uh from a personal standpoint they were really really good I loved the flavor uh I think you do a perfect job of mixing flavor as well and that's no surprise now that I know that you're a chef so it's um it's exciting to to know you guys and to have tried it and I look forward to trying the other flavors especially those kind of more funky seasonal ones they sound really interesting
1: What is something that you've tried to make sausage with too? Another one of these weird hypothetical sausage questions uh, that isn't a traditional meat like a pork or chicken that you typically find in sausage. What's the weirdest thing you've used to try to make into sausage before?
2: Um, I mean, I I make a lamb one. It's uh, called a merguez, which is a North African sausage. Um, So that's just the ground lamb. And then I've actually made a vegetarian sausage before which was, I don't sell it on the market, but I used to make it in the restaurants. And it was a, um, it was a sweet Italian vegetarian sausage. And I used all different kinds of, you know, like uh, um, nutritional yeast and uh, chickpea flour. And there's like six or seven different um, grains that go into it. And then you steam it instead of, you know, you, you wouldn't grill it. You would just steam it to uh, use that for the cooking process.
0: So what are some of your favorite things that you've done so far? I know you guys have a bunch of different flavors. Are there specific dishes that are your favorites to make? And you also have a truck, if I'm not mistaken. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Uh, I used to have one. So I okay. used to have a food trailer where we did all different kinds of um, menu items, you know, like kind of using sausages. Everybody thinks of sausages, like sausage in a sub, you know, in a in a sub roll with peppers and onions and I would try and repurpose it. So I was telling you like the tacos. So I would do my chipotle lime chicken tacos with pickled onions, cotilla cheese, uh, cilantro, and fresh lime. You know, that was delicious. Or one of our best sellers was our chorizo burger, where we would take our chorizo sausage meat and make patties out of it and cook it like a burger and top it with caramelized onions, pepper, jack cheese, and guacamole.
1: That sounds unbelievable. That sounds really good. Oh, it's awesome. (laughs) I might have to try making that one.
2: (laughs) And that's, you know, I I make a chicken and spinach sausage that I'll actually use to make meatballs out of. So I really try to repurpose like our products and do different things with them, but still make, um, you know, still make them using my sausages.
1: And you touched on the uh, classic sausage sub roll being sort of, you know, the thing everyone thinks of. Are there any other classic dishes or any dishes in general that you love to put your sausages into and uh, cook up all the time?
2: Uh, I love them omelets. I think they're fantastic, especially like the chorizo. It's great with eggs. Um, what else? I like using the sweet Italian for pasta sauce. You know, you cook it up with, what do they call it? Gravy around here. In these parts, <laughs> makes a great dish with, with uh, whether it's penny pasta or spaghetti um, pizza. Obviously, I make a lot of pizzas at home and we, we always try and do some different toppings with that and different flavors of our sausages. Usually it's like the sweet Italian. Uh, it's what goes over the best. It's what people like. But again, I like the chorizo on it. Um, and once in a while you can sneak in that this hot link and you know surprise people.
0: That sounds like right up Nick's alley. I say that anytime someone brings up spice, but Nick's always trying to turn the spice meters up over here and uh, I'm not so much the same, but I think Nick, that sounds like something that you would love.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I'm with you on mixing it with the eggs, making anything, Uh, breakfast burritos. I love doing oh, yeah. it anytime I have sausage or anything. I always have eggs and some of the gold potatoes laying around. And if I have any burrito tortillas, that's my go-to breakfast in the morning cook up a breakfast burrito with either steak or sausage or whatever kind of meat I have laying around. But that's uh, one of my go-tos for cooking up my sausage and the chorizo is what I'll normally be able to find around here in the supermarket. But if I can find those Texas hots, get my hands on some
2: of those, I'm definitely going to try putting those in a burrito. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We have um, on our website, we list all of our retail locations that sell our products. And we really try and we really try and work with the companies that have supported us and, uh, you know, do do whatever we can to help them out as well. And are those
1: typically the retail locations? Are those all around you in Massachusetts?
2: Yeah, we're in Massachusetts, Rhode Island, um, New Hampshire, Maine, New York. Not a ton of spots out of state, but we're getting there.
1: Nice. Right now, until uh, a few months, I'll be coming back to Boston. But right now, I'm up here in Maine, so. I don't. Uh, I'll have to find out the location that you have them up here, so I can go out and get them more often.
2: Yeah, we're actually up in Freeport.
1: Freeport. All right, yep. that's close. I'm in Portland, so
0: <laughs> you, you can get some, Nick. I also have some for you, so we'll we'll get to those. But yeah. I have plenty of places I can grab them <laughs> next time you come by. So with the year closing out, we're getting, which is crazy to say, we're getting really close. What are some things you're excited about for 2022 for the, for the brand and, you know, for the sausages and what are we, what should we, we be expecting to see?
2: Um, Definitely a food truck. Sweet. So I, I had the food trailer and I sold it when COVID hit just because nobody was using them. You couldn't, you know, nobody was doing anything. And I had a company that it was actually a golf course that had a fire and burned down their, their clubhouse. So they were looking for a way to service their guests and they were looking for a quick fix. So, you know, I, I ended up selling it to them. Um, So that was, you know, a year and a half ago. So now I'm really looking at 2020 as an opportunity to, you know, get back into it. And we did, uh, last week in September, we did a Oktoberfest at Trillium Brewery down in Canton, and they own a food trailer, and we did bratwurst out of that, and it, it was great, went over really well.
1: That's a great combo, the bratwurst and beer. That was the first thing that I thought, Well, you mentioned earlier, when, uh, when I heard that we had some bratwurst that you guys gave us, I'm like, all right, bratwurst, perfect football season, and oh, yeah, some pretzels, I don't know. it's going to be a nice, uh, nice Sunday once I get my hands on those. Did you watch the uh, Tom Brady versus the Patriots game last night? I did. Football fan, yeah, that was a uh, that was an interesting turnout. I wish I had him for that. <laughs> that would have helped uh, that game go down a little bit better at the end there. But yeah, that was a tough one.
0: <laughs> Are you originally from the Boston area?
2: I'm from Upstate New York.
0: Okay, so are you a Pats fan is a better question.
2: I I, I am a Pats fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel I like, like all... Nick should
0: have clarified that first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just assume no, I like all, at this point. All Boston teams except uh, the Red Sox because I, I grew up a diehard Yankee fan, so I I'll, <laughs> I can never be a Sox fan.
1: Yeah. That's fair. That's, that's a tough team to switch to. Yeah. From one or the other, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, What do
0: you like about working in the Boston area the best?
2: Um, I just what I like about it. Hmm. I mean, I, I love the city. I love it because it's not, it's not overwhelming. It's not too big. Like growing up in New York, I used to go to New York City a little bit here and there, and I never wanted to live in New York City. I just felt like it was such a big city, and you know, I visited Boston a couple times, and it was just, it had a nice feel to it. it it's just. I don't know. It's, I think it's a fun spot. There's a lot going on. Um, Just some really good people out here and it's close to, you know, like I live in Milton, so it's close to hiking and all the outdoor stuff that I like to do. We kayak. So it's, it's nice for that as well. Do you find the
1: food that you serve up here? uh, Are people's tastes any different than what you would have had in
2: let's say New York, for example? Um, well, up when I moved out here, the, the restaurant scene was pretty lacking where I grew up and that's why I moved out here. It was, you know, it was blue collar town and it's more about, um, value than, you know, people were more concerned about just getting filled up than going out and experiencing a good meal and being a chef. I just didn't feel like there was the exposure that I wanted to get, um, to that side of, cuisine so that that's why I moved out here so there are people are definitely more um, inclined to try something different out in the city than where I grew up yep oh yeah
0: (laughs) I feel like Boston's getting a little bit more and more adventurous in recent years I think there are so many cool different types of restaurants that have popped up and especially in cities like Cambridge and Somerville you see a lot of different like artistic kind of takes on things So it's been fun to even see, I think, people in general's preferences changing. And I think people are a little bit more adventurous.
2: I I would say so. And I think it also helps with the pop-ups. You know, the pop-up concept is great because you don't have to commit to one style of cuisine. So you can try something. If it doesn't work, you try something else. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's great. Now,
1: we
0: really, um, oh, sorry, Nick, go ahead.
1: One more question about the uh, food truck, too. (laughs) So with the food trailer, do you find that, uh, do you travel around with that and take to different locations or is it more of a stationary thing like that sort of pop-up style? I know I've seen more of those recently where there'll be specific, you know, food truck lots where it'll be a group of different trucks or a group of different trailers that people bring around and have a variety of foods there. People can go and it's picnic style and you can go get whatever you want. So is your food truck style more of that or traveling around to different loca- locations and taking it at different events?
2: Well, when I bought it, it was to service a specific brewery. So I left it on site and, um, you know, I, I didn't really move it around too much here and there. I did some special events and it was tough because the trailer is a lot, lot bigger than just a food truck because you're pulling this thing through the city and it's hard to maneuver. So mm-hmm that's why now I would be looking at a food truck so I can move it around more frequently. And really what I want to do is really focus on working with the breweries. Cause I think it's just such a good combination. You know, if you if you can give them something creative, um, I think there's a ton of opportunity there.
1: And a lot of them don't have their own kitchens right in there. So people that go there are always looking for food. So, Right. I know whenever I visit a brewery,
2: it's typically food trucks that are servicing them and I always frequent them. So it works. Yeah. And a lot of the breweries don't want to deal with the food. So yep. they're happy to have the food trucks there. <laughs> Serve it and take it away. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: I think Nick and I too, with, we've talked to a lot of brewers. I think this is probably one of our primary segments. And I think when it comes to beer, craft brewers are also just getting so creative with what they put out. So I could see having you know, a food truck that has different flavors and where you have so many cool sausages and the way that you have talked about incorporating them into burgers and into different types of bites that maybe somebody wouldn't expect could pair really well with these cool beers that you see coming out at a lot of these brewers.
2: Oh, hundred percent. And it's like my mission when I started this was to try and get people, like I said, just, you know, to utilize sausage in another way. There's so many things that you can do with it. And If you learn these things, like on my website, I have a couple of recipes posted, like actually for the chorizo burger, um, the the meatballs, like some of the different things that I thought have gone over really well, I've posted on my website and uh, I'm hoping people try them. (laughs) And eventually I want to roll out into like coming out with different sausage burger patties and things like that.
0: But we're excited to see all that when it does come out. I will try some of those recipes for sure. I've been cooking a lot. And I think uh, Nick too, if they have some good ones on there, I think Nick, you sounds like you'll try that burger. I'm trying that chorizo
2: burger. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) All you have to is fantastic. Yep.
0: But we will link everything in the show notes. So we will link to your website, to your social media, as well as uh, to those recipes so that everybody who's listening can go get themselves some pig rock and try the recipes themselves. Um, but before we wrap, we'd like to thank you and have you share where everyone can find you online and on social media. Again, we'll put the links in the show notes, but we'll hear from you first and then we'll wrap up.
2: Sure. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And you can find pig rock sausages at pigrocksausages.com.
1: All right. Thanks again. I can't wait to try out some of those recipes and try your sausages myself. Thank you again. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, let me know what you think. Looking for the feedback. All right.
2: Have a good night. (laughs) Thanks, guys.
0: Be sure to follow us on social at Uncorked Corner and on the blog at uncorkedcorner.com for a taste of more food and beverage content.
1: And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave a comment, subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Thanks for listening.